It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yes, folks, it is the Japanese pan flute from Bill Conti and the Karate Kid of 1984, starting Ralph Macchio, Elizabeth Shue, and the late, great Pat Morita. Welcome to episode 216 of Wrestling Revisited. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGiolvo, for Tuesday night, April the 28th, 2020. And we have got a great show lined up for you tonight. 1-605-562-0444-139926 pound. You can join us right now for the next hour or so as we have quite a bit to talk about, if you are, if you will. We are expecting the king of clubs, the man from Georgia, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only man himself, Mr. Mitt Patel. We are expecting King NWO, George T. Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Mendoz, hopefully, as well as many more people. Unfortunately, the human suplex machine, John Gross, will not be joining us this evening due to a prior commitment, but John will be back with us at 9 o'clock hour on the Revolution Show 
caller ID 138055-POUND. We will be hearing from him as far as birthdays and dates. GTS and I will have your news headlines for you. Thursday night, of course, Wolfpack will be on 138521-POUND. Be sure to check that out, however, as John again will supply the birthdays and dates. GTS and I will have your news headlines for you. And then this Friday, folks, after a two-week layoff, however, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, will take on the Sacramento Slugger himself, Danny from Oak Park, ladies and gentlemen, what will be a very interesting unique match. It is finally going to be signed, sealed, and delivered after being delayed the last couple weeks. But folks, it will deliver this Friday night. Be sure to check it out. Gerard and I will have your news headlines for you. Mr. WCW will be filling in for John, of course, supplying the birthdays and dates. And then next Monday on Raw Radio, be sure to join myself, Gerard, Michelle, Mitt, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, John, and the rest of the gang, including the JML Experience, the Big Guy, Huge Jeff Tears, the Rush, Ronda, Rush, Wright, and of course the Empress, Amber, Maria can back on Raw Radio. Our episode 240, ladies and gentlemen. 138744 pounds from 3 to 5 o'clock, 5.30 p.m. We will have your thoughts about money in the bank. We'll give you our raw ratings and predictions, and we'll talk about some other good things, however, from the weekend as well. So you definitely want to check that out this coming Monday on the first Monday of May, if you will, as it will be a very special day right before Cinco de Mayo if you will. Tomorrow night, folks, of course, we will have a triple stacker for you beginning at 6.30 p.m., 141387, with a lot of the latest sports news, uh, general news in general, however, and other stuff going on on Outside the Ropes, 141387. Be sure to check out Mr. WCW and his uh, gang there, however, with myself, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the rest of the gang, including Gerard and Michelle. 8 o'clock, Gerard and Michelle will be joining me at the debate table, along with the rest of the panel. Way too tough to handle. One three nine nine two five pound for episode 192 of Wrestling Debate during the AEW NXT War. Promised to be a good show for some of the matches you will see tomorrow night include the following. On AEW, it will be the Mr. Brody Lee taking on Marco Sunt of Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus, however, and company, however, in a one-on-one matchup. Darby Allen will take on the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes will take on the Murderhawk Monster in the other semifinal for the AEW TV title tournament, however. The question is, will we see brother versus brother yet again, or will it be different this time? We'll have to wait and see. And then, just announced earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, this match has been signed, sealed, and delivered, however, by Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. It will be a no-disqualification, no-time limit, no-holds-barred fight, however. Between Kip Sabian, Jimmy Havoc, and Penelope Ford taking on the best friends of Chucky e. T, Trent Beretta, Howard, and freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy in what will be a very interesting match. Meanwhile, Howard, over on NXT, however, on the competition, Howard, in USA, promised to be a good night as well of action, and here are the matches you will see. The North American champion, Keith Lee, after being taken out by the archer, Damian Priest, Howard, hopes to deliver the last rites, let's just say, and put Keith Lee in his place, Howard, by basically taking away the one thing that has mattered to Keith Lee all this time, the NXT North American Championship. Will he bless it and take it away from Keith Lee, or will Keith Lee hold on, however, and put the priest in his own place, however, and say the last rites are for you this time, however, especially after what happened last week. We'll see what happens there. And then, of course, the queen herself, Charlotte Flair, will take on Mia Yim in a non-title matchup that promised to be very interesting, plus more of the NXT Cruiserweight Tournament, if you will. And an update on the status of one particular wrestler, Howard, who might not be wrestling much longer in the WWE, depending on what happens, Howard, after he was apparently uh, busted this past week for sending illicit lewd messages and text uh, photos, if you will, to underage girls. Who was this person, and is his wrestling career all but over at this point, and his chances of going after the NXT champion, Adam Cole, baby, and the Undisputed Era go up in smoke, 
or will he still hold on to the uh, prize power and go after the championship power by basically taking away the one thing that matters to Adam Cole, and that is the NXT championship. And the question is, who is this guy you're talking about? Who is this guy we're mentioning? Well, we'll talk about him tomorrow night, Howard, at 8 o'clock on the debate. You definitely can check that out, 139925 pound. And then, of course, on Revolution as well at 9 p.m. Now, some other news to report from today, Howard, ladies and gentlemen. We've got some other news to report. First off, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, it was reported earlier this morning, ladies and gentlemen, the WWE releases, Howard, are back in full gear, Howard, yet again. And this time, it is not looking more and more good for the WWE. As you know, two weeks ago, Howard, WWE cut their staff by about a quarter, if not two-thirds of their company. As a result, earlier today, it was reported, Howard, more releases could be on the way. And as a result, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But before we continue on, we're going to continue this conversation in just a moment, people. I will be right back. Sorry about that, folks. Now, as we said, our WWE is continuing their uh, cross-cutting measures, if you will. And earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, it was reported, ladies and gentlemen, that former tag team champion and Vince McMahon assistant and crony, if you will, Gerald Briscoe, was one of the people that was given his pink slip, if you will, just a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, early this morning, Howard, WWE announced, Howard, that after six months in the company, Howard, and making only one pay-per-view appearance, Howard, that in Saudi Arabia against the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar at the Saudi show, however, if you will. Cain Velasquez, however, a close friend of Rey Mysterio and who had been training Howard to get back in the ring after being injured in Saudi Arabia, however, was shown his pink slip to the door earlier today by WWE management. As a result, WWE, however, has already notified Velasquez, however, he will not be returning to the roster, nor coming back to the company after he was given his pink slip earlier today. Uh, my thoughts on the, both of these uh, firings, however, before we get into our moments of the evening, however, I'm going to talk about it very quickly, and hopefully I'll hear from all of you as well here on the subject here in just a few moments. Um, first off, as far as Gerald Briscoe goes, yes, it's a tough loss for WWE to say goodbye to one of the most unique, uh, very uh, interesting, most uh, flamboyant characters in all of wrestling, however, of course, him and his legendary brother, the great Jack Briscoe, of course, were tag team champions and at one time, however, a very unique uh, pairing, let's just say, in the old National Wrestling Alliance, a.k.a. the NWA, back in the 70s and early 80s, as well as Georgia Championship Wrestling. Of course, as you know, the last 25 years, he has been an assistant to Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson, his very close personal friend, if you will, however. But as a result, Vince McMahon decided to make the, uh, let's just say, cost-cutting move, however, somehow, some way, along with a bunch of other cost-cutting moves just a few weeks ago, which I don't understand. But uh, to let... Uh, 
Bill Briscoe go. We wish him nothing but the best and hope uh, he lands on his feet again somehow, some way, somewhere else. But uh, this was a tough one to swallow. As far as Cain Velasquez goes, uh, I don't understand it personally. I really don't. I think it was stupid that they let him go, uh, considering the fact that he has been in the company only six months. And to uh, see uh, this uh, move happen now, less than six months in, uh, I just don't get it. I really don't. Uh, if you want to furlough somebody or let someone go, however, uh, I'm surprised that uh, surprisingly WWE did not uh, give Bruce Pritchard his walking papers yet again. Bruce Pritchard, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, formerly known as Brother Love, of course, was hired back in July of last year to be the executive vice president of SmackDown and write SmackDown along with Eric Bischoff. But Eric Bischoff did not last very long in returning to the company, if you will. He was shown the door within a month. Bruce Pritchard then took over the duties in September and as a result has been writing TV for SmackDown every Friday night since then. Having said that, mind you, uh, I think Bruce Pritchard, uh, granted, uh, I am not a big fan of his that much, however, even though his podcast is a somewhat entertaining show at times, uh, I'm surprised Vince McMahon did not dismiss him or give him his pink slip uh, when he was making these cost-cutting moves just a few weeks ago. Uh, another person that was uh, spared the, uh, let's just say, acts, if you will, however, is one person that has been Vince McMahon's, let's just say, head stooge for the past 35-some years, however, as his TV writer, and that is that bucktooth little beaver, if you will, Kevin Dimebag Dunn, if you will, however, who continues to write stale television every week. And speaking of Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my thoughts real quick before we get into our moment of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, as far as Raw goes, all I can say is uh, I did not like the show last night. I thought it was terrible. There were a couple good matches, however, but uh, the last little bit of the show uh, left me feeling a little uneasy. I'm hoping that next week it will be a little bit better, but uh, after what I saw last night, I can only imagine it's going to continue to get worse from here. Uh, WWE has said that they might be going back to uh, doing uh, half-empty arena shows, possibly possibly in the next few weeks. We'll have to wait and see if that's the truth or not. Uh, Personally, in my opinion, I don't think that's going to happen. I also have been hearing reports saying that uh, they could be doing uh, crowds, uh, possibly in somewhat smaller buildings, in big buildings, possibly by July or June. Uh, again, I'll have to wait and see and believe that with my own two eyes, however, on television. Uh, they're also saying that they're going to be cutting pay-per-views, however, to the bone and basically saving us with uh, three days of television, that being of Monday Night Raw, Wednesday Night NXT, and Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Um, I've said this before, and I will say this here and now before I get into our moment of the evening. If I'm WWE right now, I would pull out that Fox TV deal so fast, however, my head would even spin. I mean, right now, they have been failing on television since day one with Fox. I mean, granted, it's a 25-5 year deal with the network, but 25 being 25 million, that is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, right now, however, sure, you might take a big loss, however, by pulling out of the deal less than a year into it, however, but uh, what other choice do you have? I mean, right now, every Friday night, they continue to write the same old, same old bull crap, a la WCW 1999 slash early 2000, mid 2000. And they are being booked, however, written by probably one of the most uh, nauseating, if not one of the most uh, vomit-inducing, total puke stains in all the business, however, and that is Bruce Pritchard. I'm not afraid to say he is a puke stain, because he is a puke stain. And right now, I think that the way things are going in the WWE, I don't know how much longer Vince McMahon is going to be sticking around. I mean, because we saw what happened this last Friday during Triple H's 25th anniversary celebration. We know what's going to happen at Money in the Bank coming up a week from Sunday on Mother's Day. Uh, there at the Titan Towers, which, of course, I will talk about more tomorrow night on Revisit, or, excuse me, Outside the Ropes, and next week as well. As 
I want to revisit as well with some of my favorite moments of Money in the Bank. But tonight, folks, however, got some great moments for you, however, so sit back, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, however, uh, with your dinner, however, if you're on your way out about just listening in and you need to get out of the house, however, despite the fact of what's going on with this overrated flu blog, however, and you just want to listen to some good music or some good wrestling talk, however, you found a place to join us here on the TalkShoe Radio Network. Again, the number is one 605 Call our ID, one three nine nine two six pound This is episode... 216, ladies and gentlemen, for Tuesday night, April the 28th, 2020. And before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, we do want to wish happy birthday to golfer John Daly, who today, ladies and gentlemen, turns 54. Also, ladies and gentlemen, happy 56th birthday to Cincinnati Reds shortstop, former great Barry Larkin. And also, ladies and gentlemen, talking about the Reds, however, uh, happy 60th birthday, however, believe it or not, however, to former Cincinnati Reds pitcher Tom Browning. So, happy birthday to all those athletes today. Now, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about our moment of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, and here we go, ladies and gentlemen, we're ready to go with our moment of the night, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about some of the great moments in wrestling history. Our first uh, review, ladies and gentlemen, takes us to the very unique DVD that is entitled, ladies and gentlemen, if I could have a drum roll, please. Thank you very much. It is, of course, of Brian Pillman. Yes, folks, the loose cannon, released, of course, ladies and gentlemen, by the WWE, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, however, a very unique DVD, however, uh, and some very interesting moments to boot. With that said, however, let's talk about uh, this uh, DVD, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that is very unique and special. Of course, Brian Pillman, as you know, as you know, wrestled in three companies, ECW, WCW, and WWE. He was born in 1962, ladies and gentlemen, and tragically he passed away, however, at the age of 35 in 1997. Surprisingly, they talk about uh, his life and times in wrestling, however, as well as life in general. And let's tell you about some of the stories that happened involving Brian Pillman. Of course, uh, Pillman was born about six years after his youngest sibling and 13 years after his oldest his father, of course, tragically passed away when he was only two months and two years later. However, Pillman, of course, had trouble breathing. It was discovered he had polyps. He used to have a trach put in, however, so he could breathe and had about 40 surgeries on his throat to remove them, however. And many people were wondering if he would live or even uh, speak again. That being said, however, he started playing football shortly thereafter. Later on in his life, however, switched to football to get a scholarship since hockey wasn't big in his hometown. He did not get the scholarship, however, surprisingly, but he did get a walk-on spot at the University of Miami, Ohio. He had a great career, but like high school, however, he did not get a job in the major leagues, which is the NFL. So he decided to try out for the Bengals and made that team as well. As a result, he played a year in the NFL when he went to Canada. He then hurt his ankle, and it was suggested that he go into wrestling, however, and shortly thereafter he got in touch with Bruce Hart, however, and his family, which, of course, uh, was led by his father, the matriarch of the Hart family, the legendary Stu Hart, if you will, however. They also showed some of the other uh, former football players who have gone on to wrestle in their career. So during this time, Russell, Ryan, of course, wrestled in Calgary with uh, Stu and managed to get noticed a lot. Uh, this time he was getting noticed by Jim Ross, who worked at WCW at the time, and was then on his way from Canada to Georgia for Pillman. A lot of people talk about his air flying style, including Chris Benoit, which was weird at the time to see. But Pillman had a pretty good singles run as a singles wrestler and wrestled guys like Tom C. Confucian, Thunder Liger. Uh, I'll be right back. Hold on. Sorry about that, folks. 
anyway, uh, Pillman, of course, had some great matches with Liger back in the day, including who could forget the memorable match he had in February of 1992. As a result, he became the first light heavyweight champion, if you will. But outside of the ring, however, Pillman was just getting to know a lot of the fans, however, and also the love of his life, however, Melanie. As a result, however, they showed a part of his wedding video here. Uh, shortly thereafter, however, both Brian and Melanie bought children from other marriages, but they their own little child together known as little Brian. As a result, however, things were looking good for him, however, and things were looking to get better, however, as they continued on throughout the 90s. Brian, shortly thereafter, winning the light heavyweight title, went on to a tag team, however, where he developed a friendship with a guy named Steve Austin or Steve Williams. Uh, not quite yet Stone Cold or like the Texas Rattlesnake. He was simply known as Stunning Steve Austin, if you will. As a result, they started to work together as a team calling themselves the Hollywood Blondes. In fact, one of the segments, however, that they did, however, was uh, spoofing of Ric Flair, however, on a talk show segment called The Flair for the Gold. Instead, it was called Flair for the Old, if you will. As a result, however, mind you, backstage politics ended up uh, breaking the team up, power and feuding with each other, however, mind you. That being said, however, Austin uh, said, however, that was a big mistake that Dusty Rhodes broke the team up because right now, uh, back then, they were one of the better teams of the 90s, however, and they were one of the better teams in wrestling. A lot of the fans were connecting with them. Some of them liked them uh, for what they stood for in their antics. Some of them didn't like what they stood for in their antics, but nevertheless, I thought they were a pretty damn good team, in my opinion, overall. Uh, that being said, very interesting, to say the least. Uh, from there, Pillman then went on to another faction, however, simply called the Four Horsemen, as we all know, and became a guy known as the Loose Cannon, even causing probably the Brain Heen at one point to cuss him out on TV one night. Uh, shortly thereafter, the matchmaker Booker Man, uh, as Pillman would call him, however, uh, who was also a very uh, strange bird in his own right, however, the taskmaster of the games master, Kevin Sullivan, would begin to feud with Pillman. And one night, one match, however, Pillman actually went out, however, and called him by his, uh, let's just say, stage name, if you will, however, and he left the ring during the match. Now, no one knows if this was real or if this was fake, but Pillman, however, told JR always he was always in character, even though Austin thinks a lot of what Pillman said at the time was real, and a lot of his attitude, however, expressing his uh, temper, however, was real, too. Some people thought it was fake and it wasn't part of the show or anything like that, but uh, I would uh, have to say I disagree with those thoughts if you ask me. Uh, shortly thereafter, of course, the Pillman plan for that was for Pillman to go over to ECW and then return back to WCW, but it turned turn out that way. Pillman came in uh, within a week, however, and was introduced to the ECW faithful in Philadelphia and immediately became a heel, and the loose cannon character was full in effect there. At this point, however, at one point, however, he was really out of control, however, mind you, even uh, going as far as crapping on the floor of Paul Heyman's house during uh, tape shows, however, mind you. At this point, however, it seemed like nothing could stop Pillman, even though, however, he was getting more and more out of hand, however, both in and out of the ring with uh, his fellow wrestlers and fellow announcers, if you will, as well as the fans. Some people thought it was just an act, but some people didn't think it was an act, mind you. They thought it was legit. In fact, it all came crashing down for Pillman shortly thereafter, however, when he was in a very serious act and that rotated his foot and really damaged his fate face, if you will. Uh, at this point, that tore Brian up, and he felt really guilty about what happened. Uh, Hillman, of course, at the time was uh, questioned by the police, however, as to what happened, really, on why he did what he did. However, Hillman says he doesn't remember a thing about it, however, should I say, at the time it was said, Hillman never remembers a thing about it, but reports say he was high at the time and thought he had seen uh, a ghost in his uh, mirror, and that's not uh, really... Uh, 
fake by any standards. That's legit because he thought he had seen his former, uh, let's just say, wife, if you will, at the time. How not his current wife, but his first wife, if you will, mind you. However, and that's why he did what he did. However. Shortly thereafter, however, he would sign a contract with the WWF, a.k.a. WWE. Bruce Pritchard, however, thinks that Pillman came back a little too early, however, prior to him signing with WWE, if you will, and he should have stayed in ECW just a little bit longer. From there, Pillman then, of course, had one of his two biggest angles in WWE with his former Hollywood uh, blonde maiden good friend, Stunning Steve Austin, now known as Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you will. As a result, Austin, of course, uh, broke into his house one night, however, and basically, Pillman pulled out a 45 caliber pistol and threatened to shoot him right there on television. As a result, however, people uh, considered that probably the turning point of the whole uh, feud between Austin and Pillman, if you will. As a result, USA had to apologize to their fans and network subscribers that following week, however, because of what Pillman did, however. And USA Network was also chastised by this by a lot of fans and uh, fellow wrestlers as well as a lot of, uh, let's just say, dirt sheet writers who at the time were starting to come into their own. Guys like Wade Keller, Dave Meltzer, uh, Bill Apter, and others saying it was one of the more disturbing, if not one of the most horrifying and scary incidents in all of wrestling history, without question. And uh, it definitely was, no question about it, if you ask me. Uh, from there, of course, Howard Pillman then would return Howard shortly thereafter, Howard, and begin a feud with Austin. And Austin said that Pillman used to beat the crap out of him, however. And this would lead to a great 10-man tag match, however, mind you. Uh, at Calgary Stampede, however, mind you, in July of that year, which uh, Austin, of course, uh, teamed up with, of course, uh, believe it or not, however, the Road Warriors and Ken Shamrock to take on Pillman. Find uh, the British Bulldog, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Owen Hart, and Brett the Hitman Hart, however, mind you, in a five-on-five handicap match. It was said at that time that was considered one of the best, if not the greatest match of the year, and I would have to agree. It was definitely one of the best matches of 1997. It is definitely up there. It's one of the top three of the year, no doubt about it. Uh, but sad to say, Pillman's uh, life power would be uh, fading into oblivion shortly thereafter and starting to wind down at this point. Uh, Pillman, unfortunately, continued to have trouble uh, basically trying to basically get his act in order, so to speak, if you will. That being said, however, believe it or not, however, uh, as a result, however, mind you, however, Pillman then would go on to do color commentary with good old JR on some Monday Night Raws, however, mind you, as well as uh, a new show that they would start up early that year called Shotgun Saturday Night. At the time, however, that did not sit well with Pillman, according to his wife, Melanie. Uh, Melanie told... Uh, the fans in the DVD that Brian just wanted to get back in the ring and wrestle, however, and he had to take a lot of pain pills in order to do that, however. And at one point, however, mind you, however, uh, Pillman was forced to take a drug test, let's just say. At this point, all Pillman's friends knew he was really uh, heading down more and more wrong way street, let's just say, which had no end, needless to say. As a result, however, Pillman tried to uh, keep his uh, P's and Q's in check, if you will, let's just say. And it seemed like he was trying to do a little too much, if you will. At one point, Howard Pillman went out there, Howard, and confronted Terry Reynolds, of course, Dustin Rhodes' uh, ex-wife, uh, if you will, let's just say, and uh, Cody's uh, somewhat uh, former sister-in-law, if you will, from his uh, brother, if you will. As a result, they would fight, however, referring to Pillman and Goldust Tower at a pay-per-view in September. And the rules were simple, that if Pillman won, however, that Marlena, a.k.a. Terry, however, would have to be his servant, however, for a month. And as a result, that turned out to be the case here. Unfortunately, however, the angle would never uh, be concluded or returned 
until a second match between the two of them, because sad to say, in October of 1997, however, the unthinkable and tragic thing happened, however, mind you. And that was that, apparently, however, and we'll be right back, we'll continue this story in a minute. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back once again, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we are uh, here right now, so let's uh, continue on with our uh, discussion here about Prime Pillman, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, how our very unique wrestler, sad to say, of course, uh, Hart uh, talked about uh, apparently showing up power for a pay-per-view that night, however, but Pillman never did, apparently Pillman died in his hotel room, believe it or not, the night before the first ever uh, Hell in a Cell match in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The next night on Raw, they had a memorial for him. Melanie, of course, appeared on Raw to speak about her husband. She said she wasn't pressured into it. At the time, however, mind you, however, the official cause of death was reported that Pillman had a heart attack. But Melanie said she just wanted to clear the air about what really happened. And we end the uh, DVD with a lot of his fans and family talking about the life of Brian Pillman. Uh, like I said, folks, this was one of my favorite individuals growing up in the 90s. I mean, I was a fan of Brian Pillman. I still am to this very day. Uh, and it's just heartbreaking, heartbreaking beyond words, mind you, uh, to see what happened uh, back in the day of Brian Pillman. I mean, granted, it's been literally 23 years since we've lost Brian. It'll be, actually, it'll be 23 years uh, this uh, coming October that we lost Brian. But uh, you talk about one of the more unique, charismatic, uh, psychotic, uh, fun, but also uh, very uh, talented people in all of wrestling. However, Brian Pillman was definitely that, no question about it. Uh, what's real sad about this, though, is they have not put him into the WWE Hall of Fame yet, and I wish they would. I think he deserves a spot to be in the Hall of Fame, considering... Uh, he was a very unique tag team wrestler, was stunning Steve Austin, later on Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Hollywood Blondes. 
He was the very first ever WCW light heavyweight champion back in the early 90s. He had some great battles with guys uh, for that belt, including one of his uh, unique uh, opponents who uh, always spoke high of him, and that is fellow WCW and NJPW performer, the great Jushin Thunder Liger, who, of course, uh, had some great matches with Brian back in the day. And we'll talk about some of the matches that Brian had with uh, Liger coming up here as we break down more of this DVD here in just a few moments. But nevertheless, a uh, very unique wrestler to say. Let's say. Again, all in all, it's a very good hour and a half long documentary. Very sad, very heartbreaking to say least, but also very uh, touching. Also uh, very funny in some parts. And just all around a pretty good DVD. On a scale of 1 to 10, I give this a 7.5, almost an 8 out of 10. I thought this was pretty damn good. So uh, with that said, let's talk about some of the extras that you will see on uh, this uh, very unique DVD. First off, of course, on uh, this two-disc DVD on Disc 1, Road Warrior talks about how one time Pelman borrowed his rental car and lost a rear bumper. Stone Cold Steve Austin also talks about how he met Pelman for the first time. He also talks about how Brian wanted to be remembered as a great family man and as a wrestler. He also lived every day like it was his last, and he thinks about him every day since he was his closest friend in the business. Meanwhile, however, at one point, uh, Eric Bischoff appears on this DVD and talks about how one time, however, Pelham went off on a hotel clerk just to stay in character, however, and Bischoff didn't know anything about this. The hotel manager called up Bischoff and told him what was going on, however, and Bischoff had to come down and try to reason with the hotel clerk and tell him who he was. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, next, of course, uh, Jr. talks about uh, how he first met Brian Pillman uh, back in the day. And this was, of course, uh, from an incident that occurred in the early 90s. Basically, however, Pillman wanted to show Jr. something disgusting, and Jr. was not impressed at the time, let's just say. Uh, he also talks, uh, a couple other people talking on the scene include Mick Foley, of course. Uh, Mick talks about how uh, he wrestled Brian early on in 1989, and then later on, how he would fight him again. In a good match, and Foley says how it was the match that helped him pave the way for his career. So, uh, very unique, uh, to say the least. Now, with that said, let's talk about some of the uh, moments and other uh, key uh, demographics however, that are on this uh, very special uh, DVD. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about it here and now. Of course, uh, our first, uh, like I said, uh, special match on this DVD takes us back to, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, uh, March of 1988, Howard, when him and his partner, Howard, who looked like one of the hearts, are getting a present from a fan at Calgary Stampede Wrestling. Uh, then, of course, we have the infamous gun incident that occurred in November of 1996, of course. Uh, they did show the whole thing in general. And again, ladies and gentlemen, this was one of the more graphic, one of the more, uh, let's just say, unique, uh, very controversial moments early on in the Monday Night War uh, battle with WCW and WWE. And uh, some other things as well that happened that uh, were considered uh, at the time very taboo and very uh, non-wrestling uh, related, let's just say, if you will. Then, of course, we see a Triple X video of Brian Pillman and, of course, uh, Terry Reynolds, a.k.a. Marlena, if you will, playing tricks with Dustin Rhodes, if you will, a.k.a. The Natural, a.k.a. Goldust, if you will, let's just say, in a hotel room. Very, very graphic here, to say the least, however. So uh, there you go. Uh, up next, of course, uh, we see our first match on this DVD is Bad Company taking on the Midnight Cowboys, if you will. If you will. Of course, this is for the International Tag Team Championship. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, airs, of course, from 
April of 1988, ladies and gentlemen, however, surprisingly. Uh, this, uh, like I said, however, like I said, ends up uh, being, however, very unique, however, win for Bad Company, if you, Midnight Cowboys, if you will, as Bad Company is taught a lesson here. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique match, ladies and gentlemen, however, from October of 1989 involving the U.S. Heavyweight title, let's just say, Two football guys going at toe-to-toe. The total package, Lex Luger, who, of course, is uh, the U.S. champion at the time, mind you, however, mind you. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and Brian Pillman. Pillman, of course, looking to capture the U.S. title off of Luger, if you will. As a result, uh, Pillman puts up a good effort, however, but comes up a little short in this one, however, mind you. And as a result, Luger ends up winning the U.S. heavyweight title here. Uh, Considering the fact Luger at the time, one time, was a member of the Four Horsemen, if you will, uh, mind you, gave Pillman quite a battle here, let's just say, if you will. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, however, it is time for the U.S. Tag, uh, US tag Team Tournament held in February of 1990. It is Brian Pillman and the Z-Man Tom Zinkauer teaming up, power, ladies and gentlemen, taking on Michael P.S. Hayes and Jimmy Jam, a.k.a. Jimmy Garvin, if you will. Uh, a very good match here, mind you, let's just say, however, and as a result, however, uh, very good match, let's just say, however, this is, of course, for the U.S. Tag Team titles, if you will. As a result, the Freebirds were looking to fly high and feel pretty good about their chances of leaving their mark on the Z-Man and also, uh, let's just say, looking to uh, ground uh, Mr. Pillman here on this night. Unfortunately, did not do so, and as a result, Pillman and Zink ended up picking up the upset win here against the Freebirds. Up next, of course, we see a segment, however, involving a flair for the old, of course, this is when uh, Pillman made fun of Ric Flair, however, with uh, uh, his good friend, however, if you will, stunning Steve Austin, if you will, let's just say. Uh, at the time, Arn Anderson, however, did not find this funny at all. Neither did Flair, since Flair, of course, was in the WWF at the time, but actually on his way back from the WWE at this time to WCW to confront both Pillman and Austin. And, of course, this would set up a match with the two of them, however, against Pillman and Austin later on down the road in 1993. Up next, however, we then go to an up-close interview, however, that Pillman talks about, however, his football career, being on an episode of Baywatch, and also about the Hollywood Blondes tag team hour with Chris Cruz. Very unique interview, to say the least. Then we go to some more matches, ladies and gentlemen, however, here on this DVD, and here is what we got for you, ladies and gentlemen. With that said, however, here are the matches that are on Disc number two. Our first match of uh, disc number two, ladies and gentlemen, is a really good one, ladies and gentlemen. However, it's a very entertaining one. It is, believe it or not, coming from February of 1991. It hits Brian Pillman and Sting teaming up together with the Steiners, taking on the Four Horsemen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Larry Sabisco, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind you, however. And, of course, uh, the Four Horsemen group consisting of Sid Vicious, ladies and gentlemen, however. And, as we said, of course, the Horsemen with... uh, Ric Flair, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and Arn Anderson are also in this match. Uh, this was the match where Pillman literally, however, mind you, however, uh, landed on his back after getting powerbombed on his neck by Sid Vicious and almost paralyzed as a result of this. Uh, this went about 23 minutes, mind you. This was a very intense match. Of course, we saw what had happened earlier uh, in the night, however, when Pillman was attacked prior to the show by Barry Windham, if you will, however. And the doctors at the time told, uh, basically, uh, Pillman not to compete whatsoever, to sit out this match. Our Pillman did not listen to the doctors. Obviously, he didn't care. And that being said, he figured he'd go in the ring anyway. 
and uh, compete. Nevertheless, a very interesting match. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, talk about 1991. We're going to continue with another great match here, ladies and gentlemen. This was a very unique match, ladies and gentlemen, that happened in October of 1991. However, for the light heavyweight title, if you will, even though this was a alright match, it still could have been just a little bit better. It was Brian Pillman taking on Richard Moore and formerly of the Rock and Roll Express. However, at the time, Morton, of course, had turned heel for the first time in his career, leaving his partner, formerly of the Rock and Roll Express, high and dry, if you will, Robert Gibson, if you will. Uh, Morton, of course, would change his attitude a few months after this, however, because of his attitude, however, and go back to being a good guy. But at this time, Morton was kind of a uh, cocky, arrogant prick heel, if you will. Let's just say joining up the York Foundation with Terry Ronalds, a.k.a. Alexander York at the time. As a result, uh, Pillman ended up winning the match here, however, and becoming the new WCW Light Heavyweight Champion. Up next, another interesting moment here, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind you, this time pitting Brian Pillman and the big seven foot six monster known as El Guillante, ladies and gentlemen, taking on uh, the man who, of course, had a unique, uh, let's just say, close friendship with uh, Pillman, if you will, the uh, tough Texan Barry Windham, of course, double-A Arn Anderson in a loser-lease town match. This, of course, was held in June of 1991, however. As a result, however, mind you, however, uh, that being said, however, uh, as a result, this match did not go very long, however, and as a result, Pillman and El Guillante end up, uh, like I said, mind you, however, and Arn Anderson pick up the win here. Next, however, we take you back to December of 1992, ladies and gentlemen. This time, of course, consisting of Brian Pillman and Barry Windham, however, being teammates against one another, against Johnny Gunn, and uh, like I said, however, mind you, and the Z-Man Tom Zink. Surprisingly, Zink, however, was forced to team up with Gunn as much as Zink did not want to team up with Gunn. However, Pillman was not very happy uh, leaving his former buddy and partner, Tom Zink, out in the cold, if you will, but he was forced to team up with Barry Windham, if you will, uh, surprisingly, however, uh, like I said, that being said, however, uh, Wyndham and uh, Pillman pick up the win here, however, and get a late Christmas present, however, and an early New Year's present, if you will, by beating Gunn and Zink here in a very short match. That being said, it was all right for what it was, so there you go. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, the Hollywood Blondes taking on Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas. Of course, this was from Slamboree of May of 1993, if you will. Uh, this was a really good match. I thought this was very entertaining. Of course, Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat, as you know, of course, had had some good battles with the Blondes of Austin and Pillman, if you will. Uh, going back to, of course, the previous year at Starcade, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Surprisingly, this will be one of the last times, of course, uh, Shane Douglas will be around in WCW. Of course, shortly thereafter, he would be on his way to Eastern Championship Wrestling, a.k.a. ECW, because of a personal issue with management and also notably Ric Flair. As a result, this was a pretty good match, if you ask me. And that being said, I thought it was a damn good match, if you ask me. So uh, that being said, that's what I thought of this match up here. Up next, we go to Super Brawl 1994 and a Thunder Cage match. And, of course, the Thunder Cage, I remind you, is like hell in a cell. That, and it goes over the ring, leaving room on the outside, too. As a result, Pillman would team up with Sting, and, of course, the American Dream, if you will, Dusty Rhodes, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, taking on three-quarters of the so-called Dangerous Alliance of Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, Steve Austin, Pillman's old teammate and buddy, now rival once again, however, and of course the ravishing one, Rick Rude, who I believe at the time was being matched, however, if I'm not mistaken, by Paul Heyman. Anyway, uh, Sting, of course, however, mind you, as a result, however, and like I said, as a result, Sting, of course, helps uh, his team win this matchup, however, and as a result, him, Dusty, and of uh, 
company pick up the win here. Uh, up next, ladies and gentlemen, another great match. Of course, we talked about this match before, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Pelham vs. Juice and Thunder Liger from the very first Monday Nitro episode ever at the Mall of America. Uh, pretty good match, however, but not as good as their previous matches. But still, it was halfway decent for what it was. Up next, we fast-forward the clock, Howard, to January of 1996, Howard, and this time we see uh, Pillman, of course, ladies and gentlemen, going nuts, however, mind you, and driving Bobby the Brain Heenan nuts at the same time. Uh, Pillman ends up beating his future four horsemen, uh, let's just say adversary, if you will, Dean Malenko, if you will, however, mind you, by picking up the win here in Cincinnati in his hometown on this night, if you will. That being said, uh, he is the winner here. The next night, of course, Pillman would take on Eddie Guerrero, believe it or not, a Clash of the Champions 23, however, surprisingly, and uh, he would end up beating Eddie Guerrero here, mind you. This was, of course, at the time when uh, Pillman, of course, chased Bobby the Brain Heenan from the announce desk. And let's just say uh, didn't expect uh, Pillman to, uh, let's just say, get him all worked up, let's just say, if you will. Up next, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we then fast-forward the clock, however, a little bit ahead, however, to five months later, however, mind you, to June 1997. Uh, it's just a few weeks after Pillman makes his debut in WWE. As a result, he renews acquaintances with, uh, let's just say, however, his old uh, friend and buddy, let's just say, however, mind you, and that is, believe it or not, however, taking on stunning Steve Austin, if you will, a.k.a. now known as Stone Cold Steve Austin. During this, the Hart Foundation man showered to uh, basically go up against... Uh, both of these guys, how Austin goes after Shamrock takes the belly belly suplex. The Legion of Doom, however, come out to break this up. Our, uh, so this is a very unique match, if you will. And of course, we talked about the other match, however, that happened, of course, at Ground Zero as well as Canadian Stampede. Uh, but the final match on this DVD that was pretty damn good, ladies and gentlemen. I will say, however, it was probably one of the better matches of this DVD. However, is the matchup he had with Juice and Thunder Liger. And of course, you're asking me, we already did that match. Well, there was another match that was. Very unique that these two did. And that, of course, was in February of 1992 at Super Bowl II in Milwaukee for the Light Heavyweight Championship. I mean, these guys absolutely went out there and stole the show in the opening match. Very entertaining, very unique, very humble, let's just say. That being said, that's what I thought of that. So there you go. Again, overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give this an 8 out of 10. All right, let's give you the number again, ladies and gentlemen. one 562 pounds Ladies and gentlemen, you can join us right now. This is episode 216 of Wrestling Visited. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared D. Of course, we were expecting, of course, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. However, like I said, we were expecting, like I said, the human suplex machine, John Gross, joining us tonight. But because of a prior commitment, John has not joined us tonight. That is okay. We hope John's okay. And, of course, John will be joining us, of course, next week in our Time Machine show, along with uh, all of you out there, Howard. So we hope to hear from all of you next week as well. We were also hoping to hear from King of the Bureau, T. Smith, along with the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and also, of course, some more members of the panel, Way Too Tough Fan, including the J-Mail Experience, the big uh, IQ, Jeff Teeters, ladies and gentlemen, the Rush, Ronda Rush Wright, ladies and gentlemen, as well as, uh, sorry about that, um, other people as well, including the Russ Ronda, Russ Wright, as I said, Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, of course, the big IQ, Jeff Teeters, the Russ Ronda, Russ Wright, however, and some more people as well. But due to the fact that they cannot join us tonight, that's understandable. I mean, that's quite understandable, if you will. Uh, but we will be checking in with them here. Like I said, we will be, of course, uh, 
uh, hearing from some of those people tonight, folks. So you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. That is going to be a very unique show. You definitely want to check out that at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Wrestling Revolution. Of course, also tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue our countdown of some of the greatest matches of all time, ladies and gentlemen. So you definitely want to uh, stay tuned as far as that goes, folks. So that should be a very great show tonight. You definitely want to stay tuned and locked in for that. And that is going to be... Like I said, you don't want to miss that, of course. That is going to be very, very unique. It's going to be very special. So uh, stay tuned as far as that goes. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that right now uh, we have a very special uh, page on Facebook called uh, John Gross Wrestling and Sports Incorporated. And John told me to give this out to everyone. However, anyone who is interested in entering the Money in the Bank Challenge tournament match, however, right now sign up on Facebook.com, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. However, you definitely want to uh, get your uh, name into the hat, if you will, let's say, as far as that goes. If you're looking to uh, want to have a good time and really uh, just enjoy yourself and kick back and really uh, make things interesting. Uh, uh, like I said, how are we uh, are hoping... Uh, like I said, how are we are... Uh, like I said, however, um, what was I going to say? I can't remember what I was going to say now. I, there was something I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, if you're uh, looking to, uh, looking to uh, basically, uh, uh, join us, however, we're definitely. Uh, Uh, we were also we were hoping to hear in just a few moments from King Interviewer T. Smith. We're just waiting patiently. He did inform me just now that he uh, plans on stopping by for a few minutes. We're going to try to chew the fat with him and see how he's doing here. And I uh, hope he's doing real well, however. And uh, we'll, of course, get his thoughts on what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, mind you, including uh, the status of Cain uh, Velasquez, who, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, earlier today, was given his pink slip by the WWE, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, surprisingly. Uh, so that being said, however, like I said, and we will be hearing, like I said, we will be hearing from, uh, of course, we also want to remind you that on John Gross Wrestling and Sports Incorporated, ladies and gentlemen, right now you can sign up for the Money in the Bank uh, Challenge. Uh, right now, we are taking names and numbers, however, so if you're looking to uh, try to cash in or if you want to at least put your name in the hat, however, feel free to do so. Tell uh, John that the Iceman did send you, however, and you will definitely not want to be disappointed because right now we are going to be taking uh, numbers, uh, basically. Uh, like I said, uh, We'll be taking names and numbers, however, as far as who's entering the, um, I guess we'll be taking names and numbers very shortly and letting you know what's going on, so you definitely stay tuned as far as that goes. We're going to give you our thoughts about Money in the Bank, of course, next week, ladies and gentlemen, with some of our favorite moments, if you will, however, so you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. Uh, I am hoping here in the next few minutes, however, before we call it a day here, uh, we hear from a couple people here, but 
Uh, that being said, however, you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. Again, the number is simple, one six zero five five six two. 0444, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Definitely do not want to miss that, folks. Of course, as we said, we have a lot to talk about coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It will be an exciting show, however. Ladies and gentlemen, however, you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that, folks. Uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about tonight, of course, the aftermath of Monday Night Raw. Uh, you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that. So, folks, that promised to be very, very good, however. You definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. Uh, coming up tonight, however, at 9 p.m., and like I said, folks, we're going to be hearing, of course, uh, from a couple of our members tonight, including, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the King of Kings, ladies and gentlemen, Dorothy Smith, of course, the Black Widow, Michelle Landau, Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and of course, yours truly, however, mind you, however. Uh, that being said, of course, we will definitely have a lot to talk about, if you will. Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on Dark Side of the Ring, a very interesting show tonight, however about the life and times of one of the most, let's just say, uh, unique, mind you, very charismatic, very uh, pompous, I'm going to call it that, if you want to also say he was also one of the more uh, troubling people in the sport of wrestling, however, and uh, definitely uh, was uh, somewhat, however, uh, let's just say, of himself, however, at times, I and mean, he could come off that way, however. Uh, that being said, of course, however, I am talking about uh, the rough and tough redneck, ladies and gentlemen, who, of course, uh, slapped John Stossel back in the day in 1984 and was fired later on because of his actions, uh, both in and out of the ring. He also wrestled uh, up in uh, Canada, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, considering his background, however, he also became at one time a bounty hunter, ladies and gentlemen, in the world of uh, let's just say, outside of wrestling entertainment, if you will, that is none other than the tough and rough and neck, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Dr. D himself, David Schultz, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, Dr. D will be the feature uh, person tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on the show tonight. That is going to be a very interesting show, you can bet, tonight, how as he will have a lot to say, I'm sure, tonight on uh, that show. Like I said, it's going to be, uh, like I said, it's just going to be a very... Uh, touchy, let's just say unique show, shall we say, just like the last few weeks have been, however, involving Dino Bravo and Superfly Snook, of course, next week will be an interesting show as well, about the life and times of former, uh, very unique uh, promoter and very controversial guy also, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Herb Abrams, uh, who back in the 90s, of course, tried to compete with like Vince McMahon, however, if you will, however, uh, by doing his own federation called the Universal Wrestling Federation. And of course, the UWF was not very good at the time. Uh, right now, I believe we do have a caller on the line with us. So let's see if we have him on with us. I do believe he's on with us now. Caller, are you there? Hello, caller. Okay, we're waiting very patiently, however. Waiting to see, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we are expecting here, ladies and gentlemen, however. See. Waiting to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we are hoping...
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.